I'm Sean Wendell with ERP Advisors. I've been helping companies and um, individuals, really, from uh, CFOs, CIOs, uh, you know, senior executive people to directors of IT to um, sometimes other people that get stuck with a big ERP project and they're not, not sure what to do about it. But we help individuals go through this process of determining what they need to do with their software, what the benefits of changing are, and then specific apps to go with, and then um, making sure implementations are a success. That's ultimately what we're all about is um, we don't we don't let our clients spend a dime without ensuring it's going to meet their business goals. So um, that's basically what I do. We've got a team of about 14 of us, um, and we work across uh, really the world with our projects, mostly North America that we focus in on some European-based companies too in South America. Um, so this is a cool topic for sure, digital transformation. Um, you know, our description says that people want to understand the difference between ERP and digital transformation, and it's not always an either-or situation, and, and that's exactly right. So what I'm going to do today here, and probably the next 15 minutes, is um, kind of define what we mean by this digital transformation, give you some examples that will make it very, very clear of what this concept is, and then we'll talk about kind of how ERP plays into this concept of digital transformation, as well as some of the other kind of emerging technologies. And then what does this practically mean for businesses that are anywhere from, you know, early stage startups to a billion dollars in revenue? Um, and we'll give you some very practical examples, too, of some businesses we've helped through this transformation and um, kind of end off with a little bit of a pattern of something that you can implement today. So that's a lot. So let me jump into it. So um, when we talk about digital transformation, uh, just a little bit of research that I did, I, I usually go back to a century. Where I kind of and started my career, and um, it's a little marketing hoorah for sure. But uh, they basically say digital is reimagining re the human experience. It is remaking how people live, work, play, and connect. Everything is being rethought, simplified, and improved. Even things people have taken for granted throughout their lives. So they're definitely applying at a really broad perspective, kind of across cultures. Um, and if you think about like digital transformation, there's one industry that every single person knows about that experienced a major digital transformation that will totally and completely communicate what this means. And it's just one word I have to say, which is Uber. So Uber um, and the founders and, and people that worked at Uber did a complete digital transformation of a very, very old industry, basically um, cabs. And um, everybody knows the Uber story. There's certainly lots of turmoil now in the news about Uber. But if you look at what they basically did, right, they took an industry that's been around for probably hundreds of years, if you think about maybe even longer, um, people paying for rides from point A to point B, and it could be a horse-drawn carriage all the way to a car, of course, um, into the taxi industry. But through the use of digital technologies, Uber was able to take a standardized industry and completely transform it, like truly transform it to a whole different level. And I think a lot of the taxi industry is still just reeling from um, that change, and I don't think they've really responded very well, to be honest with you. So it's this concept of digital transformation can be extremely disruptive, and or it could be an evolutionary step that a business makes. But when we talk about digital transformation, just think about Uber, the way that people interact and do ride sharing and taxis and 
car rides and all that is totally different. It's changed people's lives. I know for me just recently, I was on a business trip and um, was able to do things and accomplish more because of Uber versus renting even a car. So it's not just taxis. It's also kind of transportation in general that's been impacted. So um, that's when we talk about digital transformation, just use that as a model in your mind. So um, how does ERP kind of play into this? You know, when we talk about enterprise resource planning, it's not an app. It used to be that, but it's not anymore. Really, ERP in our minds is always a, a conceptual framework for automating processes across an enterprise. So when you think about kind of a um, an Uber scenario, there is a back office kind of ERP that runs financials in that. Um, but when you look at kind of a, um, an industry that isn't just like literally an internet-based company, like Uber doesn't really sell anything. Like you can't go to an Uber store and look at the Uber product, right? It exists in internet technology. It exists on your phone. It exists on your computer, your desktop, your laptop, in a browser somewhere. Um, most businesses are not like that, where there is some kind of a component of a physical product. There's a there's a project or there's a um, you know inventory in that, and so to manage those kinds of more um, uh, kind of tangible assets, if you will, that's where an ERP comes into play. Frankly, Uber, I don't, I, we haven't worked with Uber, but they probably use an ERP for just financials, and that's it. it might just be SAP sitting in the background, where they can do multiple company consolidation and multi-currency stuff. Um, but most of our clients that we work with in that billion dollar and under range, all the way, like I said, to very to companies that have no revenue, um, but are, are funded in a way that they know that technology is imperative and is important. There's a way to kind of tie together the physical assets, the resources of the enterprise and manage them in a way that can be completely different than has been done in the past and really be transformational. And the ERP really serves as the platform for which to build that kind of transformation. So um, I can give you just a couple of examples of firms that went through some pretty major um, transformation, again, in terms of their digital assets, if you will, from software. And, and I think it'll make sense. So we had a uh, uh, we have a client that's in the security integration company um, industry. They are a company that installs security equipment. But what they do much more of is they do a lot more monitoring services and other kinds of recurring services for their clients. And their business, their their technology was built around a very construction focused um, kind of industry of just going in and installing the the, the hardware. Well, that's basically become a commodity. So they really needed to kind of evolve their offering, which they've been able to do. But it was tons and tons and tons of manual interventions on the back end. Billing was done very manually, and so using a, a cloud based um, ERP platform. Uh, we're able to put that application in place with a great implementation partner, and now they're able to do their their more recurring kind of monitoring services and other types of services that the industry is really moving more into in a completely different way. It's not only managed and built more automatically, but they're able to have a, a more robust relationship with their customer. Um, one thing you'll learn um, as you do research on digital transformation is almost every real authoritative um, uh, group or person in the industry 
industry will say it always starts with customer transformation. And that's exactly what TSI was looking to do, was how could they make it easier to do business with them? And the ERP serves as the platform then for them to build out different internet-based apps and mobile technologies and even working with their um, their field services in a different way. So, you know, in that instance, the ERP is basically the the, the platform for which the digital transformation was launched. And, and that's what you'll see across most mid-sized businesses, like even this next example of a company that's in the uh, data center business where they leveraged a, um, again, a cloud-based um, ERP package to kind of build out starting with financials and kind of core invoicing and all that stuff, right? And you start to see a pattern here that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But they started from the inside and then worked their way all the way out to, um, you know, as much of the customer-facing functions as they could. But you basically had um, a platform that they used for financials and invoicing, as I said, and, and payables, which was less critical for them. Fixed assets is super vital because they have a lot of fixed assets, real estate and, and machines in that. But then they used the platform to start building out very custom solutions for um, managing things that there are kinds of services. And they actually offered some um, kind of next generation services as well that they're able to build applications to help do some really innovative things that their customers could come to them and very quickly get the services that they needed, whereas it took um, um, days to actually go into a data center and kind of do some inventory to see if these things were available or not. Well, these guys were able to provide their customers quotes on, based on actual um, availability within minutes. So the digital transformation for this organization, again, mostly focused on the customer experience, was extremely significant. And they had built out a platform then that they could um, bring out to other physical assets, other data centers, and it really was a competitive differentiation for them. So again, when we kind of think about um, you know our role in the market, right? We're we're not very honestly, we're not the big strategy guys. We used to do that years ago, loved it, but I would always think, well, now how are we going to actually implement what I just said we needed to do? <laughs> uh, you know, ERP advisors were very very pragmatic with anything we're recommending. We're thinking with, okay, how are we really going to put this into play? And so I think those two examples give you an example or give you a good feel for how you know and. Everyday organizations, companies, um, nonprofits, even government municipalities um, can leverage an ERP platform to kind of build out then um, either custom um, functions or um, or even use the, the tools and the modules that are built within these ERP to kind of like transform how they're, they're doing business with their customers. I think, let me give you one last example, actually. We were able to, again to use a, a, a cloud-based ERP as a platform to do all kinds of automation that was really just a dream for three or four of their departments and how they could interact with their public better and add more value and even reduce the cost of business and, and interaction with these customers. Um, that really, as an example of digital transformation, is probably the best example I can think of that we've been a part of, where we took extremely manual processes, where basically customers were sending in check to the, checks to the city, um, the city had to process those checks and then make sure that there were some other physical kinds of, of things that were happening, too. Um, we basically automated that entire process for them. So, um, And it's a model that we're talking to other cities about as well, so kind of transforming that from there. 
So the, the last thing, I, hopefully that's good, first off. I hope those are good, practical, kind of pragmatic um, examples. Um, you know, we can definitely talk in more detail about that just one-on-one -on -one if you want to do that here. Uh, just give us a call through our website or that. But the last thing I want to leave you with is kind of the pattern that, that I have seen that emerges in kind of these, quote-unquote, digital transformation efforts. Um, I think it's actually like it's it's a good regimented pattern for any organization, call it digital transformation or just process improvement or business performance um, improvement or whatever kind of that quality kind of increase um, in capability project is, the pattern that we have seen from very, very pragmatic work is kind of broken up into four phases. The first one is you got to get all your existing apps and data up to snuff. <laughs> That's the very technical term. So, um, you know, if you have, um, if your business has evolved and you have um, uh, new currencies and you're manually putting those currencies, doing the translation, that's got to be in an application. If you have customer data that's a mess, a lot of clients do, you got to get that cleaned up. If your item list is, is a wreck, we had a client recently that had 13 major different um, functions within or different operations within the business, and each one had built out their own item list, even though they all basically sold the same thing. There's a ton of work to get all that cleaned up. So you kind of have to get your house in order. You got to get your apps and data up to snuff first. Um, then you have to look at kind of standardizing the technology platforms across all the key apps. And that may be done either through rolling out a single platform solution, um, but more than likely now it's actually based off of being able to integrate all these applications so that they can talk to each other. So if you have Salesforce and ServiceNow and um, Workday and NetSuite, um, you know, best of breed applications for different areas. How do you make those? Do you have to have a single platform? Absolutely not. But you can build integrations amongst these apps so the correct data is flowing back and forth so that you, you again, can have um, kind of end-to-end -end business processes automated and there's not some kind of step in between the apps that you have to work on manually. So that's the second step. Then the third step is to really look at your customer employee, and then supplier processes, um, probably in that order. Depending on your business, if you're a wholesale distributor, that supplier relationship is just as important, if not more, frankly, than the customer relationship. So depending on the industry, um, you want to look at those kind of three factors. But look at your customer employee supplier processes, and and that's where this this point of cleverness, if you think back to Uber, comes in. How can we interact with these three different public, if you will, in ways that they really want and need the interaction? So, so uh, even on the employee side, if you think about the employee life cycle, all the way from recruiting and onboarding to offboarding, I'm sure there's apps like Workday and Ultimate and SyncHR and, 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 and that are out there. But, you know, really look at it from, especially for organizations that are really employee-centric, like services firms, um, what kind of tools and what kind of an experience are they looking for to, um, you know, help automate and just kind of reimagine the way that, that they're doing what they're doing today? Um, same thing with customers, and it's not just multi-channel retail um, or wholesale kind of um, strategies. We've talked about that in other calls. 
It's you know putting out tools and and apps that sit on the customer's phone that they can interact with you better. And the same thing with vendors. It used to just be, hey, let's EDI this and get data directly from them and and do electronic business transactions. Well, no, maybe there's more. There's portals where they can view into your actual your availability and your items and and where your inventory is at. Um, and then they can just send you um, orders in real time based on what you need. There's lots of different options there. So then the fourth level really is what I think everybody really wants. It's the it's the goodies, if you will, um, of, of all this is the analytics and, and um, kind of insights that you're you're looking for across the business so that as a um, as an executive you can make better decisions about what's happening in real time across the organization. So um, those are really the four steps. Kind of get your house in order with get your apps and data up to snuff. Standardize the technology platforms, including integration, so that you, all of your key apps can kind of talk to each other. Then really focus on customer, employee, and supplier processes and look for really clever ideas on how to provide them more of what they want. And then finally, build the analytics and insights on top of these processes so you can monitor what's happening in real time. Look, of course, for exceptions and even push out um, kind of reporting and analytics to keep people so that they're actually receiving the information, can do their job better because they have real data.